0: Hello everybody, this is Ryan Curtis with Patriotic and Proud. Sorry it's been so long since the last one, but uh, I went on a little mini vacation and been busy with work, but I'm here now to get another one out. It's uh, I was thinking over the past weekend, celebrating July 4th, our independence uh, from tyranny and among other things, um, what are some famous historic resistors and rebels that you identify with or maybe are your favorite person in history you know naturally people would go maybe to the founding fathers or you know uh, slave revolts or anything like that but I went with a founding father myself but he's a little different uh, one of my favorite people in history is Patrick Henry and the reason I, I, I like Patrick Henry a lot is because He was a very intelligent man. He didn't blindly follow the other founding fathers on everything. He believed more in states' rights than a centralized government. Uh, He was the originator of less government and more for the people and states' rights. But here's a few interesting things about Patrick Henry that I think you might find interesting. He was born in 1736, he died in 1799. His occupations were varied between he was a lawyer, a farmer, a politician, and of course a founding father. His most famous claim to fame is when he uttered, give me liberty or give me death to the Second Virginia Convention when they were wondering whether it was time to send troops to help with the Colonial's cause and joined with the other Colonies to fight the British He was the first And sixth governor of Virginia So he served two different times He was a master speech Giver or orator is the Proper term I call it master bullshitter The guy was a Bullshit artist I mean He could spin anything he could Convince people to Get behind causes he was a master Speaker I mean he was just a a well-rounded individual. Now, he did own slaves, but he also fought against slavery later in life. He believed in states' rights over centralized government. He was an anti-federalist. So when you see the Federalist Papers or all that stuff and you're like, "Well, that's a good thing." Well, this guy was more of a personal rights, more of against the uh like I said the centralized government. So I think today who would be our Patrick Henry? In my opinion, it's Rand Paul. Rand Paul uh, says he's a libertarian, and he caucuses with the Republicans, which is obvious choice because he can't, couldn't caucus with the Democrats for obvious reasons. But he really embodies the spirit of Patrick Henry. He speaks his mind. He speaks for individual rights. He wants... He's against no-knock warrants. He uh, wrote the Brianna Taylor bill, and the left refuses to acknowledge it, stating that there shouldn't be no-knock warrants or, you know, police overreach. He's always been against government surveillance. He's always been against endless foreign wars. He's not so much an isolationist as they call him, but he doesn't believe that we should send money to countries who burn our flag and chant death to America and. I think we can all agree with that. But Rand Paul is an outlier in our government today. And that's a shame. Because you have you have other guys like Ted Cruz and a few others that are outspoken and uh call out their own party, some most time their own party hates them just as much as a Democrat. And that's what we need. We need the Rand Pauls. We need the Ted Cruz's. We need these people who will stand up and fight for what they believe in, not just what the party believes in. Why can't we have more of them in Washington? Why don't the power why don't the parties put money behind people like that? It's because something would actually change and get done if people like that were in office. It's the same thing with Trump. He was an outlier, an outsider. The Republican establishment couldn't stand him just as much as the Democrats. He didn't come from their good old boy way of doing things or he wasn't nurtured from birth to be a political puppet. So I say all that to say this, we need more Patrick Henrys. We need more Rand Pauls. Patrick was for everything that George Washington was for as well as Benjamin Franklin and John Adams and Thomas Jefferson except centralized government. He believed the states should have more rights than just one big government, which I agree with, anti-federalist. So, who are some of your favorite... Historic rebels or resistors or outliers. I'll give you a couple of more. Francis Marion, the Swamp Fox, was an outlier. He was a guerrilla fighter. He was a farmer who fought in the French and Indian War and took some of the things he learned how the Native Americans fought and used them in the, against the British. He would hide in the swamps and raid... Their, uh, their caches of supplies and their wagon trains and sneak attack with a militia he didn't have a formal regiment he had a militia and I'll tell you another thing that I recently learned in studying the Revolutionary War because I'm a big history buff is we always confuse how we won that war we always say well the british didn't know the territory the british uh couldn't handle our guerrilla warfare now guerrilla warfare did help but we also had a standing army that went muzzle to muzzle with the british army which i think is more impressive than just being able to do guerrilla warfare we didn't just hide in trees we trained and organized a total military I'll give you another outlier John Paul Jones probably one of the greatest naval commanders to ever live was a Revolutionary War admiral and he didn't think that we should fight a defensive war he thought we should go to England and take the fight to them he wanted to go to each coal reserve town in the United Kingdom and set them on fire and burn their villages and steal their treasures and take the fight to them. So he took his ship and fought the British over there. He went up against the entirety of their naval blockade and won. He came here and was almost unstoppable in naval combat and also there's an interesting story about him where he went up against several British ships his ship was on fire and they said sir we need to surrender and that's where you hear the infamous phrase I have not yet to begun to fight and he fought for another three hours with his ship on fire until the British surrendered we need more of that what happened to men what happened to courageous well courageous men and women what happened to people standing up for what they believe in which they do but most of the time when you see the loudest speakers it's for frivolous causes and I also think that a lot of these causes I don't want to say made up but are semi created and made to look like a bigger problem than it is now I would love to hear who your favorite rebel is, who your favorite outlier, who's the guy that, or girl, man or woman, who when you hear stories about them, it's just like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's, that's who I identify with. That man or woman's a badass. You know, people forget that in the War of 1812, the British, with their Canadian regiments, burned the White House down. And if it wasn't for Dolly Madison, we wouldn't have half the historical treasures that were in the White House. We wouldn't have them today. Paintings of George Washington and so forth. She snuck out with her handmaiden and dressed as common folk with a wagon and saved all those treasures and hid them under hay and tow sacks and whatever she could pile on top to hide it. That's courageous. Dolly Madison, we thank you for the things that we go see as tourists in Washington every day. There's all kinds of people throughout history, especially the history of this country that went against the grain, that didn't follow the norms. What happened to them? Was it taught out of us? Were we taught to conform when we were growing up? Think about all the history you learned and you're proud of and you were taught in school. How much of it have you found years later that not only was it maybe not factually accurate but it was a doubt right lie? Paul Revere, one of my favorites uh, from his from revolutionary times, did go on his famous ride, but there was another guy that went with him. We don't talk about the other guy because Paul Revere was a man of renown. He was a silversmith He was a uh, he was in Boston at the time. He was well known. If you know the name of the other gentleman who went on a ride, send it to me. I'd like to be interested in who knew, who knows what the man's name is. And you got to remember back in those times, when we were at war, we were all of us were at war. The French and Indian War, the Revolutionary War, the War of eighteen twelve, the Tex- Texas' War for Independence the Mexican-American War, the Civil War, the Spanish-American War, we all had civilians with stake in the game. It wasn't until World War One that we started going and intervening in other people's wars. Now, I'm not saying it wasn't justified to free Europe from tyranny in World War One and World War II, because it was, it was necessary. And I'm not saying that it wasn't necessary to go to Korea and hold off the communist uh, stalemate. Perhaps it was. We can talk about Vietnam another day and whether we should have been there or not. Same thing with Iraq both times and now Afghanistan But the point of the the matter is, maybe if we had the Rand Pauls, more Rand Pauls, or more Patrick Henrys, maybe we would have better outcomes from our legislators. Every time I hear a Republican talk, it's the same cookie cutter speech. Sounds good during election time, but what do they actually do when they get in there? Do you ever see them buck, most 90% of them, do they ever buck their own party because it's what's right? No, because they're not gonna get the campaign funds from the committee or the convention the next the next time they're running. Rand Paul doesn't care about that. Ted Cruz doesn't care about that. Senator Kennedy from Louisiana, one of my favorite people in the world. He talks like me, he's country to the bone like me. He doesn't care about that. He says what's on his mind and what's the truth. President Trump, same thing. We need more of that. Now more than ever. We have to be grounded in our morals and our faith and our beliefs. Instead of playing defense all the time, we just need to start playing offense. Every Supreme Court decision is us defending the Constitution. We should use the Constitution to go after things that are unconstitutional that we already have. It's time to play offense, folks. It's time to stand up for what we believe in. Instead of trying to defend what we believe in, we should attack with what we believe in. Or are we just going to sit by and be all talk, no show, share on social media, have a podcast like I'm doing, and not do anything. The other side has no problem hitting the streets with signs and shutting down interstates and all those things. Now, you say, we don't do that because we have a moral compass. I agree. But we should also exercise our constitutional right to protest when we see something that the government's doing that we don't agree with. I'm not saying go out and burn a city down or you know, for a, you know, how they stupidly loot targets for Black Lives Matter. I don't see how black how that helps your cause. I think it's just because you need a television. When you look at cities today, major cities that are all Democrat run and. A guy can just walk into a grocery store or a convenience store and steal stuff and they video him and they do not nobody tries to stop him and the police don't arrest him because the city has decided they're not going to punish crimes like that because they're poor, those people, and they deserve that stuff and they need that stuff. I need a lot of things. I'm not going to walk in a store and carry it out without paying for it. I'm not gonna go loot a Target because or a Walmart or et cetera because someone was shot by police because that doesn't solve anything. And these people that wanna get up on their high horse and tell us, pontificate to us about Black Lives Matter or Antifa or any of these things and they use Bolshevik tactics to do so and they rob and steal and it has nothing to do with the issue at all We don't resort to that, and we're not going to resort to that. There's a better way. All those people that do those things are full of shit. If they really believed in that cause, they would do it how King did it. If they really believed they were oppressed, they would do it how King did it. There's a few people that don't believe in the violence. That's who we need to do the model after. But we have to have a a way to express ourselves without being called a racist or a bigot or a homophobe or a xenophobe. Civil discourse is gone in this country, and we killed it. We killed it by how we're taught in school. We killed it by being politically correct. We killed it by worrying about people's feelings instead of presenting them with facts. We worried about what we say because we don't want to step on someone's toes when that's exactly what they need. There's a time to be polite and there's a time to be blunt and it's now more than ever it's time to be blunt. So I'm going to end this episode with this. Be like Patrick Henry for a while. Try that out. Know what's right and fight for it. Speak on it. Do your research. Maybe you might change some minds out there. I always tell people, I ask them what political affiliation they are, and they say, well, I'm liberal. Okay, that's fine. And then I'll leave, well, do you like paying more taxes? 90% of them, no, I don't like paying more taxes. Do you think the government should tell you what to do and how to raise your kids and where you can shop or go or that you have to take a vaccine or wear a mask? No, I don't believe that should happen. Me, okay, that's interesting. 90% of them will say, no, I don't agree with any of that. I don't agree with more government. Do you believe that everything should be watered down so it doesn't hurt anybody's feelings? And that 90% of them will say, no, we live in the real world and people's feelings get hurt all the time. And that's when I look at them and say, welcome to being a conservative. I used to say welcome to the Republican Party, but the Republican Party is garbage now. And so is the Democrat Party. And parties just need to be abolished altogether. You all know where I stand on that. And they look at me with confusion. Well, I'm not a conservative. I'm not a Republican. Well, your core beliefs when you get right down to the nitty-gritty, it's common sense. And right now, Conservativism, libertarianism is more common sense than anything the left's got to offer when people get right down to it most people I should say want to live their life how they want to live it now there is some people who needs to be held by the hand and wants the government to decide things for them and to babysit them and to take care of them and to prop them up. That's not freedom. That's not what this country was founded for. You can be the poorest Joe on the street or the richest Joe on the street. You can be somewhere in the middle or far, far below that or above it. But it is up to you. We've lost our individualism in this country. Most of the Founding Fathers had different opinions on every matter. Each one of them, some of them were closely aligned with the others, some of them completely differed. That's what we need in the country. You don't need two sides. You need a group of people who have multiple sides, who have multiple arguments, multiple reasons on why they decide something. Just as, that's why we need anti-federalism that Patrick Henry was pushing for. States' rights over centralized government because what's right for California might not be right for Tennessee and so on. Individualism was the core, other than faith, was the core of our democracy, or our actually, sorry, I misspoke, our constitutional republic. We are not a true democracy. We don't vote on everything ourselves. We are a constitutional republic. We have representatives who vote for us, supposed to vote for us. That's where people get it wrong. We are a democratic institution, but we are a republic, a constitutional republic. We have a set of laws, a bill of rights, a constitution, that we follow. It's not just we vote on everything. People need to wake up. People need to get a backbone. People need to fight. Call your congressmen if you can get them to answer. Or your senators or your governors. Remember, they work for us. We employ them. We pay their salaries. I heard a recommendation yesterday that sounded like really good sense to me. I think a representative or a senator or well let's say let's start with representatives, House of Representatives. I think that a representative should only get paid. The base income of what their district or they represent, what is the base income of that population? What What's the people in that population more likely to make across the board? That is what they should make. So that would give them an incentive to do better in their districts. If you're a shitty representative and your district is shitty and people are poor, and they have no jobs, and they don't make a lot of money, that's what you should get paid. If they're wealthy, if things are going right, if, if, it's, if your district's booming because you've done the right thing and you've brought your district out of poverty, pay them so. you would see a lot of stuff change. Give them Obamacare for insurance. Get rid of special interests and lobbyists. And I'll probably say this every podcast if I can tie it in somewhere because it's very important. Our representatives are bought and paid for. There's no Patrick Henry's. There's very few Rand Paul's. We need difference of opinion. So take this. If you don't take anything else, just take this. Try to be like Patrick Henry. Go against the grain. If you have friends and you're all like-minded politically or socially or economically, but you maybe differ on one area or this one or whatever, let them know and explain why you feel that way. Fight for what you believe in express your opinion don't be silent now more than ever we need to be louder than the loudest in the room about what we believe in we need to be able to speak on what we believe in we need to do our research we need to call out the liars the false news the false politicians the false statistics We need to let the powers that be know that they are just an employee and not royalty. They are not the upper echelon. They are a government employee and they should be paid and treated as such. If you own a business and your employee is doing a horrible job You're not going to give them a raise, which is what they do for themselves all the time. They can seem to agree that they can vote on a raise. They They can agree on that every time. Every time a raise has come forth on the floor of the House or Senate, they all seem seem to sing kumbaya then and get along just fine and shake hands and hug and kiss while they laugh at us for sending them there. How naive are we to believe that we can send even the most humblest of persons to Washington and expect them to do the right thing? Now, there is, like I said, there's exceptions. But what would you do if you went to Washington and you had good ideas and you wanted to make a difference? And then you get up there and they crush your dreams, but they say, it's okay, we're gonna pay for your crushed dreams. Here's half a million dollars, vote this way. That goes on right now. So remember folks, be an individual. Don't be a group, sheep, robot thinker think for yourself question authority be an individual like God and our founders intended don't just be a part of the group to be a part of the group be an individual like I said the one thing I want you to take away from this Be a Patrick Henry. Be a Rand Paul. Be an outlier. Be a Lincoln. Lincoln surrounded himself with all different sorts of opinions from both, from any, all parties. They argued all the time because Lincoln knew the best solution was somewhere in the middle. It was common sense. If somebody was out of bounds, either right or left, he knew that in the middle there was common sense. Now on some things the left just completely has it wrong. And on some things the right completely has it wrong. But if we have difference of opinion, multiple opinions, not just two, somewhere in the middle we'll find the answer. So like I said, be an individual Love you guys. Thanks for your support. Again, we're not monetized as of now. Eventually in the future, we'll go to video. We're going to have guests in the future. I'm trying to get that rounded up as we speak. Thank you for joining me again. And I look forward to hearing from you. Give me some comments or messages on what you would like to talk about. The next one is going to be more... Out of the political spectrum, and we might get a little out there on something conspiracy-wise or paranormal or maybe music. Something to take a break. So every so many podcasts, I'll try to do that. I'll try to break up the monogamy a little bit and do something fun. But this is Ryan with Patriotic and Proud. I'm glad you joined me. And we look forward to hearing from you. And I will see you soon. God bless. Have a great week.